Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, February 1st. I want to draw your attention to a new podcast that you can listen to, Heartbeat for Israel. The show is hosted by Sharon Sanders, co-founder and director of Christian Friends of Israel. She has lived in Jerusalem for the past 25 years, building authentic and loving relationships with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now you can listen to her teachings on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Just go to one of these podcast platforms and search for Heartbeat for Israel, and you will find the program there. She brings a unique and much-needed perspective to the table. Here are the titles of some of her teachings. What is the missing link in our faith? Buried in the sands of time, the Jewishness of Jesus, Jerusalem, the throne of the Lord, the red-letter words of Jesus, a paradox, the halt of history. We are partners and friends with this ministry. Please tune in each week and listen to Heartbeat for Israel, and soon you will sense a spiritual heartbeat for Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Beshalach, and it means when he let go. Exodus fourteen twenty six to fifteen twenty six. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and their chariots and charioteers. So As the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the water rushed back into its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh. Of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground, as the water stood up like a wall on both sides. That is how the Lord rescued Israel from the hand of the Egyptians that day. And the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. 
I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Yahweh, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Yahweh, smashes the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow those who rise against you. You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. The enemy boasted, I will chase them and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Yahweh, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders? You raised your right hand, and the earth swallowed our enemies. With your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. The peoples hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. The leaders of Edom are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone until your people pass by, O Yahweh, until the people you purchased pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain, the place, O Yahweh, reserved for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Yahweh, that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses and chariots and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourines and danced. And Miriam sang this song, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, 
If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, obeying His commands and keeping all His decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Matthew 21, 23-46 When Yeshua returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question, Yeshua replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believed John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Yeshua responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, No, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, You go. And he said, Yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, The first. Then Yeshua explained his meaning. I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a larger group of his servants to collect for him. But the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, Surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmers saw his son coming, they said to one another, Here comes the heir to this estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard, and murdered him. When the owner of the vineyard returns, Yeshua asked, What do you think he will do to those farmers? The religious leaders replied, He will put the wicked men to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. Then Yeshua asked them, Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken in pieces, and it will crush anyone it falls on. When the leading priests and Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. 
They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Yeshua to be a prophet. Psalm 26, 1-12 Declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. For I am always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands to declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Yahweh, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Yahweh, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes, and they constantly take bribes. But I am not like that. I live with integrity. So redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. Proverbs 6, 16-19 There are six things the Lord hates, no seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in the family. Today I'm going to zoom in on the proverb that we read, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19. And I want to draw your attention to a website. It's called condemnedusa.com. Once again, that's condemnedusa.com. And this website focuses on the plight of the more than 970 patriotic political prisoners that have been stuck in the Washington Gulag prisons for the last two years without due process, without a trial, some without even charges being brought. They are being tormented and persecuted, and they have not had due process, and what's happening is illegal. So this website tells more about it, and there is a really good documentary film called Bloody Hill, Bloody Hill. And you can watch it if you go to the website, bloodyhill.com. It's also found on Rumble. And if you go to rumble.com and then do a search in the search box for Bloody Hill, you will find it there. I'm going to play the trailer to this documentary. It is a must-see. And when I watched it, it brought me to tears. It was very, very moving. The people who produce this are truth tellers, and we have several eyewitness accounts of people who were actually there on January 6th who tell the true story of what really happened, and also actual footage from January the 6th. So the narrative from the mainstream media is lies, lies, lies. And this is truth. So please listen to the trailer, keep this in your prayers, pray for these January 6th political prisoners, and please visit the website condemnedusa.com.
www.thepowerofpositivelove.com, there are some simple action steps that you can take to make a difference to help these political prisoners. Thank you and give this a listen. six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, are an abomination unto him. These people have put together a show. Not only that, but they've affected the lives of millions of Americans. For them to try to tarnish the memory of all these people is despicable and right in line with what our government seems to be. Those people were each individually aware that the amount of people coming to Washington, D.C. on January 6th wasn't just a few thousand, it was millions. And the majority of the guys that we see in jail right now were defending bodies, defending Americans who were murdered. They thought that they would twist the story and the American people would just take it. They're hunting that outcome and desire that outcome. Why else would you be doing this? Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 